Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to today's episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. I'm Susan Kunzelman, and I am back with Ron Regenstrife, the founder of Q4 Impact. Ron, has there been anything new in your life since we were last together for this podcast? Yeah, there's always something new sure. that seems to be happening. I think I want to tell a pretty uh, interesting experience I had about a month ago, and which has brought a bunch of new things into my life. And I'm going to try to do this quickly, otherwise it'll be too long. But uh, our street where our corporate headquarters is located is uh, as populated a street as I've seen with the homeless. There are probably 20, 30 tents, RVs, piles of stuff, and and sometimes it gets really dirty and really messy and blocks of sidewalks, garbage. I mean, it, it there are certain days where it's really bad. Hmm. And so, and it's been this way for, I think, three years. And, and so as I turn up my block, uh, coming to, to where I have my office, I'm wrestling with this, these feelings of, of anger and, and I'm upset, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed at the government, at who are these people, what right do they have? You know, I, I think it's easy for all of our listeners to relate to how one might feel. And they're right in front of our building, like right where the front entrance is. And I see them outside my windows. Anyway, I get to work uh, about a month ago and I'm not happy. And all right, I've had enough. I'm going to go take a walk and start taking pictures and videos and send it to my councilman. And so I start walking down the street and after about a hundred yards, uh, all of a sudden a bicycle shows up with one of the homeless guys on it and he starts interrogating me. You know, what are you doing? Who are you with? What are you, you know, why are you doing this? And then, you know, I could feel the tension and I'm of course, you know, on guard for, I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, he said, don't you think you're invading people's privacy? You know, how would you like it if people took pictures of your house? And and so the more we talk, the more the tension level kind of reduced. Mm-hmm. And by the time uh, we got to the end of the block and headed back the other direction, I asked him to tell me his life story. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he told me his story, I realized this is a very normal guy and actually a very nice guy and uh before i knew it i i started to tear up and asked him if i could be his friend and that maybe i could help him and he was absolutely you know willing to do that and so a few days later i came by his rv uh asking him about having lunch together and to make a long story short, I started having lunch uh, on the street with about 10 to 15 
uh, of the homeless every Friday afternoon. We've done it now three Fridays in a row. Mm-hmm. And getting to know the folks and, and, you know, there's all kinds. There's folks that are kind of out there, but then there's, there's ones that, you know, can be helped with some, with some effort. So it's a, it's an example that, you know, who would have thought that someone like me, a 70 year old man, I'm sitting in the street at this, I bring a table and chairs and I bring in lunch and we're having lunch on the street with a bunch of homeless people <laughs> and, uh, this is not par for the course for me. Yes. So the, well, time, the times are changing and what would have been unthinkable, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, five years ago, uh, you have to, you adapt to, and you say, maybe I can make a difference in some of these people's lives. So. Right. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. And that is the perfect tee up a representation of our topic, which is the times they are changing. And my goodness, how true. It feels like everyone with whom I speak talks about how quickly it feels that time is passing. It's moving fast. It's, it's, I think it's maybe going faster and faster and, and I'm not exactly sure how to measure that, but it, (laughs) You know, it's it's a, it's funny. You know, you you get used to your phone, or you get used to some new technology, and as soon as you get used to it, they change something and rearrange everything, and you have to, you know, learn it all over again. And for those of us in the fourth quarter, those kinds of adjustments, I think, are more difficult in your sixties, seventies, and eighties than they are your twenties and thirties, especially you know, when it's connected to technology. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. I know I I struggle. I watch my son do things and he just dives in and figures it out. And I'm still five steps behind thinking, how did you do that? And it's just intuitive. And we lose some of that, I think, as, as we get older. As I was preparing for this podcast, I was doing a little research because you had used the term pace of change in your blog that corresponds to this podcast. And I learned that that term is actually very widely used um, in everything, whether it's pertaining to technology, other social matters, and the general consensus by all the powers that be is that we truly are living in an unprecedented pace of change. And this does present some unique challenges for us as we age. The culture is moving faster and we are moving slower (laughs) (laughs) so you know even if the culture stayed the same Mm -hmm. just the fact that we're aging and moving slower is is not easy but when both of those things are happening at the same time that presents some challenge that we we have to reckon with and uh, make decisions And and there's another obstacle that you've talked about too, and that is, and we touched on it in our episode from last week, and that is feeling diminished or devalued. And I think an element to some of those feelings comes from the emphasis on youth that is being given amidst all of this pace of change. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a delicate topic, um, and I think every young generation and every generation 
probably the older generation said this about the younger generation that they're not as attentive to uh, the the seniors in and but I certainly I certainly know it's as bad as it's ever been and it's it's, it's definitely uh, seems to be from my perspective uh, that that it, it is becoming more and more a young person's world and mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's something that has to be dealt with for us as we're uh, aging and yeah. there there is discouragement and mm-hmm. I remember a few years ago walking in a mall and like feeling so out of my element like you know just surrounded by 15 year olds and 18 year olds and the music and the clothing and the and I was like you know I don't necessarily like being here anymore I used to not mind it but now all of a sudden it's becoming foreign so there's a lot of that in our lives we're dealing with and while we certainly, for purposes of today's conversation, don't want to minimize those challenges, I believe our goal for today is really to have a focus on how we keep up with those changing times as we age for the purpose of staying relevant and just the encouragement that there actually is a choice. We don't have to just give in and discount ourselves as we enter this season of life, but there's a choice to be made as we kind of navigate the changes around us. I wish I was more, uh, I don't know what the right word is. I wish I told you that I came to the office that morning planning on doing something good for the homeless, but, (laughs) but the actuality is I was not in a good space and yet God just used the circumstance and brought me into this best into this space. So the homeless story is a great story because I could have just not, as soon as the guy on the bike came, I could have just said, look, I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to go back to my office. We actually walked over a mile together and, and it probably took a, around an hour. And so just me and him. And so that's the kind of example of the times are are changing the world is changing the culture is changing and and we have to change to be relevant and so even though this young man was probably in his early 30s and I'm in my early 70s mm-hmm. the issues of life are still similar that what he's dealing with what I'm dealing with what the world is presenting to us um, created an opportunity that I saw as an opportunity, well, maybe I can make a difference in some of these lives. And as I've been sharing with friends, most of my friends, you know, are really excited about that. Some of them are wanting to come and join, you know, at lunch and I'm I'm guessing they will soon. And every so often, you know, you get the well Ron, you gotta be careful and you know, you gotta be, you know and I say, Yeah, I am careful. And if you would have met this guy, you would have had the same reaction that I am. I'm no hero. I'm I'm but I am available and looking for opportunities for God to still use me uh in this seventieth year of my life. Yes. And Susan, I'm gonna tell you that that if we're doing this in my eightieth year of life, 
I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to, Lord, you know, waking up in the morning and say, God, lead me to something. How can I serve you? How can I be a blessing to someone? And these things will happen. And I love what you're talking about because it starts really with the motivation of your heart. Granted, by your own admission, you pulled into that street that day without the attitude, but the the overall bent of your heart is to be available to what the Lord may have for you to do to serve him, excuse me. And also um, to, to want to connect with others, to make a difference in their lives. And we've talked about this before where those um, that have gained more seasoning in life have so much to give with wisdom and experience. And the only way to really make that connection with the younger generations is by staying relevant, is to be able to find ways to connect and enter their worlds so that you have more entree to speak into their lives and to build the relationship, because that's really where that that exchange takes place, just as what happened between you and that gentleman on the street over the course of that hour. And not and not every time or every circumstance leads into a, re- a rewarding one. Uh, and this could go south. You know, something could happen that that <laughs> that is negative as a result of this. Uh, and and yet, when I think about it, I I say I'd still do the same thing, even if I can't help any of these people. Mm-hmm. I I still believe we're to try, we're to put ourselves out there right to the very end and and not withdraw and, and not just be intimidated or afraid or or unwilling to expose ourselves to the opportunities of helping somebody. That's that's the gold in life is 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 God using you to make a difference in somebody's life. Yes. I don't want to take away from kind of the the weightiness of your example, but I'm sure there may be people listening that say, well, I am not in locations where something like this would even present itself. And so what does this have to do with me? And so what we're talking about can even be as practical or as simple as the ways we keep up with certain aspects of technology. I know in your blog, you spoke some um, jokingly, you know, we've got changing thermostats and phones and um, what were some of the other examples that you gave of all the many things that that we have to relearn as we get older? And even get the coffee maker to, you know, (laughs) there's so many different things that, that now are just the doorbell is electronic and since uh, the, the TVs, I can't get the, the thing to work properly. So it's it's uh, it's not easy. There's no question about it, but neither is it impossible. And I, in my blog, I think I mentioned something my mom used to say. Mm-hmm. That she used to say, everything is hard until you learn it. And then nothing is really that hard. And we'll get yeah, and I, you know, sometimes with technology, you know, with with you know Microsoft product, like I don't know how to do something, and then I ask someone to help me do this, and they go, "Oh, you just do this, this, and that. That's all it takes." 
yeah, oh, well, this is really easy. But yeah. until I learned it, I'm like, I don't know how to do this, you know. So. <laughs> and it's it's bringing back to being available, to to be willing to change, to embrace. And not just for the, the fact of learning how to work at Coffee Maker. That's where we do have the larger goal in mind. And it's going back to even your weighty example of deepening relationships, being able to find ways to bridge maybe the chasm that can exist between those in the fourth quarter of their lives and those in younger generations. And, you know, this may be a very simple uh, thing because I, I do know many that are in their fourth quarter that find texting very easy now, even if it's the talk to text versus typing. But even something as simple as learning to do that or using the technology of Zoom, it allows you to then connect with people in a better way. And it's only through that connection that we gain the privilege of speaking into someone else's life that then allows us to share the wisdom, to share the experience, and most of all, to point them to the Lord. And my grandkids are, are a good example to bring up. You know, they're young and they're full of life and they're involved with their friends and they're, you know, and so Poppy isn't on there necessarily on their agenda, you know, to initiate any kind of, you know, relational uh, uh, initiative. And so I could say, well, you know, they're not going to call me, so I'm not going to call them. And But I, I don't. I just say, you know, all right, so it's up to me. And, and if I don't initiate, I'm the one that's going to lose because I love talking to them. And so it means I'm going to text them. It means I'm going to just ask my 17-year-old granddaughter, hey, is there a time we could Zoom together for, I won't keep you for more than 10 minutes? And they always say yes, and, but it requires taking initiative. And I think that's a lot of what's required as the world is changing. We have to be willing to, to, to do what scripture, you know, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Philippians chapter four, verse 13, it's a very popular verse. And here's, this is an example of, of it's, it's new, we, we're, it's foreign to us, but we can still learn to do it. Yes, I, I love that. And it, it, it is, that, that's why we exist, is to bring scripture into this practical application. And it is applicable <laughs> even to something as keeping up with the changing times. It makes me think of uh, Isaiah 46, 4, that says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he who will sustain you. And we have that as a promise. We can draw on the strength that he provides and we can apply that to learning some of uh, new tricks as old dogs. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Ron? Well, you know, the the harvest is uh, plentiful. It really is. The opportunities to make a difference in people's lives, whether it's the, the rest homes and nursing homes that are... I don't know that there's anyone listening to this podcast that isn't within five or 10 minutes of a, of a nursing home that's full of 
folks that typically are pretty lonely. And the pleasure and the joy of, of serving is, uh, you know, Jesus said he came to serve, not to be served. And, and that's, that's the mind that he has for us, you know, Philippians, uh, what is it? The second chapter, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, you know, who, who laid his life down. That, that's our, that's our job. That's what we're called to do. And it doesn't end when you get to 65 or 75, it's not the time to stop. It's the time to keep going and learn new ways to, to reach out in this world that is uh, changing. You know, I think in our preparation, Susan, I suggested that I sing the song that the times they are changing and you thought that was a really bad idea. So I'm going to listen to you. And not because we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> we don't have the rights to that song. <laughs> and I thought it was my voice. But... No, no. <laughs> well, as we wrap up today, I hope that you have listened with some laughter, but also been encouraged that while things are moving quickly and while, yes, it may be more challenging to keep up with all of the change, there is value in making the effort because you have value to still contribute to those around you. And this is a way that allows you to stay relevant and enter into the lives of others that are moving a million miles an hour, it seems, to be able to speak truth and wisdom and love. So I hope you are encouraged to do that. Ron, is there anything else you want to say in closing? Yes, Susan, I know, you know, you have mentioned that you've been to an antique store or two in your day. Yes. And so, you know, antiques get more valuable as they age. And so, you know, I'm a six I'm a seventy year old antique and I think we do have value that continues, that can continue to increase. And a lot of that is due to our attitude. Are we willing to live life, you know, as scripture uh, tells us to, as Jesus wants us to? And when we do, then our value continues to the very last day of our lives. Amen. That's the way I know I want to live. And I'm thankful to have models around me to show me how to do that. Me too. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. Next week, Ron and I are going to be starting a two-part conversation on perspectives, and we hope you'll join us then. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.